Good morning. CSA will be in the basement of the church where you can make a pledge or a donation. It will be available this week and next, so please help us make our tarts. Communion will be after Mass. You come down the side aisle to receive the body of Christ and then leave by the center aisle, and you can go to your vehicle or you can go downstairs and help us make our target. Happy Father Day, Father's Day to all fathers and father figures. We thank them for this, for the many things they have done for us. Pray for them. We need good fathers and father figures to lead our families and country today and every day. God bless us all. Thank you for celebrating Mass with us today. Our country needs our prayers desperately. Anything I can do to help you? Bring a chair. And let us begin our celebration in the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. As we begin our celebration on this Father's Day, let us take a moment to prepare ourselves to meet our God in word and sacrament. Meet our Heavenly Father. As we do, let us, let's just think back on our daily lives with those moments of grace and give our Father thanks for his many gifts, recognizing too there are times we have been sinners, and so we seek forgiveness from our Heavenly Father. I confess to Almighty God and, and to you, my, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kyrie eleison. 
of your guidance, those you set firm on the foundation of your love. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Be seated, listen to the word of God.
Are not two sparrows sold for a small coin? Yet not one of them falls to the ground without your father's knowledge. Even all the hairs of your head are covered. So do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Everyone who acknowledges me before others, I will acknowledge before my heavenly Father. But whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my heavenly Father. Gospel of the Lord. Praise Jesus said to the twelve, fear no one. Fear is a theme that runs through our readings today. It's uh, something that uh, uh, kind of just grabs us, grabs hold of us at times, uh, keeps us from doing things. Um, uh, in the movie Chariots of Fire, uh, which uh, I saw again a couple of weeks ago on TV, um, it's a story of a couple of uh, Olympic runners on Great Britain's 1924 team. Uh, one of them was a great sprinter. His name was Harold Abraham. And uh, uh, the movie, in the beginning of the movie, he is arriving uh, by train in Cambridge, England to start his college days at at Cambridge University. And the, the train station is all these students getting off and getting in the cabs and one of the, uh, and they're all pairing up and uh, tripling up as they're getting in cabs to get to the campus from the station. And Abrams meets a, a guy, uh, another student going there whose name is Aubrey Montague. And it turns out Montague is another runner. Abrams was a runner, Montague was a runner. Abrams was a uh, sprinter, ran the 100 meters. Uh, Montague was uh, a, a steeplechase uh, runner, the, a long distance and over jumps and jumps with water and things. Well, they both, uh, they become close friends in the course of this. And indeed, uh, the, they use Montague's character as kind of a Greek chorus that he's writing letters back to his mom and dad about what's going on. And that's how they're narrating the story as it goes through. Well, they make it to Paris to the Olympic Games, and Mont they show Montague's race, and he's doing quite well. He's very competitive in it. And then near the end of the race, he's going over the final water jump, catches a spike or slips or whatever, but he falls into the into the water. Not an uncommon thing. Many uh, many of the racers uh, had done it, but it it pushed him back far enough that uh, he landed out of the medal range. He finished ended up finishing fourth or fifth or something. And so the, the next scene we see uh, Montague being comforted by his, uh, his teammate, his classmate, his friend, Harold Abrams. Uh, Abrams is in the training room at the Olympic Stadium. Uh, he's laying there on the table getting a, a deep tissue massage from his personal trainer. So he, one of the things that uh, they had in the movie is he had hired his own coach 
to the shock of all of the uh, university amateur crowd that he, he would pay someone to coach him, um, although he himself took no money for racing. Uh, and so his coach, uh, played by uh, the great English actor, Sir Ian Holm, just passed away on Thursday at the age of 89, I think. But he won an Academy Award for his role as coach. Is, is he's working on Abrams' muscles. Uh, Abrams is telling Montague, uh, and, and Abrams is one of the, the two big stars of the team, he's telling him, Montague, you're really my, my hero uh, for your, uh, your, your dedication un, is unwavering. Uh, your friendship is unwavering. It's, it's you whom I look up to. Whereas for myself, he said, uh, I've always been running out of the fear and winning out of the fear of losing. Uh, that fear of losing has kept me uh, running fast, but that fear has grown so great that uh, now I'm afraid of winning. And uh, he's, he's got all of this doubt going on uh, in the midst of this, that uh, uh, he's been so afraid of losing, now he's afraid of winning as he's going into the, the Olympic finals. And contrast that uh, moving forward, 50 some years in real time uh, to Rome in the late 1970s, uh, and we elected a new pope, Pope John Paul, and four weeks later, he dies. And so they have to do it all over again. And all the College of uh, Cardinals members reassemble, go back in the conclave, and they do something that hadn't been done in 450 years. They, they elected a non-Italian. Uh, the Italians had come to think that the papacy was just an Italian office. Uh, but they elect this relatively young Polish theologian and bishop, uh, Cardinal Karol Wojtyła. Uh, he'd been an influential person at the Second Vatican Council 15 years earlier, but, uh, uh, but this was a shift. And uh, nobody really knew who this was, but rumors start seeking out there's something new happening, something new happening. And uh, uh, it comes for the moment, uh, uh, Signor Gamarelli from Gamarelli and Sons, the uh, uh, Pope's tailors, uh, come and outfit him in a white cassock and the, the little white cicada and uh, the red slippers that uh, a Pope dresses in. Uh, pins this all up, and he steps out of the through the French doors onto the balcony of the papal apartments, looking out on St. Peter's Square, where there's more than a hundred thousand people out there. And there's this shock that goes through the crowd that this isn't one of the Italians they were expecting. That it's this youngish-looking guy, uh, rugged-looking, kind of looked like Robert Shaw. I always thought that Robert Shaw could have played uh, the part of the Pope if they had made a movie of it. Um, and uh, uh, he steps up to the microphone and says uh, in Italian to all of them, do not be afraid, do not be afraid. Um, uh, and all of the uncertainty with having lost two popes in the space of two months, um, uh, a non-Italian being elected for the first time in four and a half centuries, uh, just the situation of the world itself was uh, uh, complicated at that point. And he came and said, do not be afraid. Uh, 
the words Jesus said to the twelve, fear no one. Um, uh, and I think that what uh, uh, Matthew was using here, uh, the word that he used, I think we've mistranslated for a long time. Um, uh, he, he talks about fear of the Lord. Uh, I don't think he's really talking about being afraid of something or someone. Because um, uh, the, the word, the, the Greek word that's used for it has several meanings. Uh, if you look in the dictionary, uh, there's more than one definition for many words. And what they do is that the first definition is the most common usage of it, but all of those that follow, they follow an order of, of how common they are, but none of them is unimportant, is an unimportant use of it. Um, we were taught that in my first New Testament class as Professor Eugene Getchis of the Episcopal Divinity School in Cambridge, Massachusetts, uh, enjoyed reading his own translation of the opening of the Gospel of John. Uh, it starts in the beginning with the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Well, he opened up his uh, Greek, English, English, Greek dictionary. Not that he really needed one to translate, but he specifically wanted to use the last definition for each word in, in John's Gospel for it. And by the time he had finished translating the first chapter, uh, he might as well have been written, yesterday I went to the grocery store. It had no, no connection to this from using those different definitions. I think there's a better word that, that's used here, and it's uh, the word awe. Uh, because uh, fear of the Lord uh, doesn't describe it as much as awe of the Almighty. Um, to stand in awe of God is what we should be, is what we should have. Um, we see that in the Old Testament, uh, maybe most dramatically on the mountain when Moses goes up to look at this bush that's on fire but doesn't seem to be being consumed. And he gets there and hears the voice of God. He drops to his knees, he buries his face to the ground. Uh, he kneels there in awe of God. Uh, he couldn't bear to even look at God's glory. Um, and I think that's what what's getting at here is have this awe of God, but not to let it keep us from doing what it is we're sent to do. Uh, is Jesus told me, he says, you know, do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot do the soul. Uh, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in Gehenna. What I say to you in the darkness, speak in the light. What you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetop. He's telling us, share your faith. Don't be afraid of this. Uh, let the awe of God tell you to tell others what you believe, even, even if you're uncertain of it yourself. If it's just that little grain of faith, share that. He tells us the power of, of even a grain of faith. Because if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can tell that mountain to pick itself up and throw itself into the sea. Um, uh, just a little bit of faith can go a long, long way. Um, and, and that's what we're called to today. Uh, that's why we don't need to have fear. Uh, we should stand in awe and let that awe propel us forward. Let it, let it help us to proclaim that there is one God. He is Father, Son, and Spirit. And that truly is a great, great proclamation as we celebrate Father's Day today.
Please rise. One of the ways that we can share that faith of ourselves is by proclaiming it as we pray together our creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things are made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate to the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us gather our needs and desires for ourselves and for others and bring them. For the church, that we may have the confidence to proclaim the good news from the housetops, we pray to the Lord. That all of us across this planet, our common home, may take the steps necessary to making the earth a livable, bountiful, and beautiful home for generations to come. We pray to the Lord. For all of our fathers and father figures who have loved and guided us throughout our lives, those who are living and those who have passed on to eternal life, that they may always enjoy God's loving care, we pray to the Lord. For all who depend on the fruitfulness of the earth for their livelihood, for they may be blessed with good weather and a successful growing season this summer, we pray to the Lord. For all of us in the, this faith community, that God may shelter us from all our fears and comfort us in our distress, we pray to the Lord. For all those who are sick and those whom we promise to pray for, especially Father Norm Dixon, Father Mark, Father Jim Gardner, Connor, Peggy, Madeline, James, Raymond, Zach, Lewis, Casey, Rira, Steve, Dr. Christopher, Jerry and Karen, Richard, Peter, Bella, Helen, and those that have serious of dealing with cancers, we pray to the Lord. For all those who have passed away, especially Carol Kershaw, for whom this Mass is offered, we pray to the Lord. For all the prayers that we hold in the silence of our hearts, for all our intentions, spoken and unspoken, and those in the Book of Intentions, we pray to the Lord. We hold silently in your hearts what we present all of them to you. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our brother and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen.
Pray, my sisters and brothers, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, Almighty Father. Receive, O Lord, the sacrifice of conciliation and praise, and grant that cleansed by its action, we may make offering of a heart pleasing to you. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, for by his birth he brought renewal to humanity's fallen state, and by his suffering canceled out our sins. By his rising from the dead, Jesus has opened the way to eternal life, and by ascending to you, Heavenly Father, he has unlocked the gates of heaven. And so with the company of angels and saints, we sing the hymn of your praise, as without end we acclaim. Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy. And you never cease to gather a people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, Lord, we humbly implore you, by the same Spirit, graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and giving thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice. And giving you thanks, he said the blessing. Gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you. Drink from it. This is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. <laughs> 
for, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray upon the oblation of your church and recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you will to reconcile us to yourself. Grant that we who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son and filled with his Holy Spirit may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her husband, your blessed apostles, Wenceslaus, and your martyrs, and all the saints on his constant intercession. In your presence, we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth. With your servant, Francis, our Pope, and Stephen, our Bishop, the order of bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family, whom you summoned before you this morning. In your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world, to our departed brothers and sisters, and to all who are pleasing to you at their passing from this life. Give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory. Through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him and with him and in him, O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Savior's command informed by divine teaching. Let us pray together the prayer Jesus himself taught us. On this Thursday we say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is. Give us this day our gift, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us. Deliver us, Lord, we pray from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope in the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church. Graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Thank you. 
Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord. May the body and blood of Christ keep us safe for eternal life. The eyes of all look to you, Lord, and you give them food in due season. Let us pray. Renewed and nourished by the sacred body and precious blood of your Son, we ask of your mercy, O Lord, that what we celebrate with constant devotion may be our sure pledge of redemption. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. I ask for everyone to be seated except the fathers, grandfathers, fathers-to-be. Everyone pray blessing over the Father with you. God, our Father, in your wisdom and love, you made all things. Grant that we, their sons and daughters, they honor them all with the spirit of profound respect. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. And the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless all of you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. This man is let us go in peace. Thanks be to God. <laughs>